if you would have asked me 10 years ago about working from home, I would have told you that I couldn't do it. I grew up in the retail space, started working at a grocery store at 16, and then worked in a couple restaurants and at Blockbuster before landing in the wireless industry at the age of 18, where I stayed in some former fashion for the next 13 years. So being in public, that was just what I did. Like I was always like just always around people. And so working from home or working remotely felt weird. But in September of 2015, I took a job working from home for Apple. And I've been working from home ever since. And now that I've been doing this work for six plus years, I figured I would share some of the good and the bad about working from home. So welcome to day 36 of 100 Days of Podcast with me, Heather Balseric, your host of the Connect the Dots podcast. And over the years, I've gotten a lot of funny looks and questions and comments about the fact that I work from home. And pre-pandemic, most people, I think, couldn't imagine what it's like to work from home. I mean, until I made the move, I didn't know if I could do it either. But here's a couple of tips. If you are still working from home, maybe the office hasn't opened back up, or maybe you've you've changed jobs, so now you are working from home for the first time, I'm just going to give you some of my tips for working remotely, like things that have helped me over the years. And the first one is to set a schedule. Just like going into a physical location where you would set a time to get up so that you can get what you need to get done, so you can get out the door and get to work on time. Do that as well for working at home. Say, okay, I need to be at work by nine o'clock. So that means I have to get up by seven o'clock so I can do X, Y, and Z. Um, the second one is get dressed. Now, I mean, you don't have to wear a suit unless your company says that you have to wear a suit, but don't just roll out of bed in your PJs and go to work. Like, try to avoid that if at all possible. You make that effort. For me, the reason I do this is it helps me get my mind and my body focused on working versus lounging around. The third one is if you have other people at home, make sure that you set boundaries. Like for instance, Jay, when we moved to Florida, I had to set new boundaries because in Alabama, he worked during the day. So I was at home by myself. It was just me and the cat hanging out. I was working cat was hanging out, sleeping, <laughs> what he does best. <clears throat> and Jay knew when he got home, right, he, we, we knew how that interaction worked, right? If I came out of the office, you know, we could have a quick conversation or something, but he couldn't just come in the office whenever. So moving to Florida now, he's home all the time. We have to have those meetings or we have to have those boundaries set. So he knows, like, hey, if I'm in a meeting, you can't be playing the drums or you can't be jamming out to music. Um, and he knows if I ask him to stop or something, like he knows I'm not doing it to be mean. It's because I'm doing something for work and it's distracting and I can't have him doing that while this other thing is going on. And he also knows if I come out of the room for a minute, it doesn't mean that I can stop and chat for 10. I typically, you know, like run to the restroom, run to get some water or a snack and head right back into the 
into my office, I say hello because I'm not rude. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll say, I'm like, hey, honey, love you, blah, blah, blah. And maybe an update on, hey, I'm going to be done at this time or I'm going to take a break at this time. We have those little communications, but he isn't offended when I'm like, hey, I got to go to this meeting or, you know, I have, I have to get back in here or, hey, I have two minutes till this next meeting starts. I got to go. Now, if you have kids at home, I cannot speak on how to set those boundaries because I'm, I don't have kids. So I'm not going to try to set ba- to tell you how to set boundaries. If you want me to give you some more information about that, let me know. I have a friend that has kids um, and has worked at home through the pandemic um, with kids at home and her, her husband works at home. So <laughs> if, uh, if you need some advice on uh, how to set boundaries from working at home with kids at home, let me know. I'll reach out to her and see, see if she has any advice for you and I'll share it back. Uh, let's see. The fourth thing is don't work from the bed or couch. I very rarely do this. Only when I'm like, if I'm not feeling a hundred percent or I'm just doing work that doesn't require me to have like my big screen and all of this. So maybe I'm just doing some research or cleaning up my email or, or reading something. It's nothing. I'm not going to take meetings or anything. Because first off, if you are in meetings from your bed, it is not professional. I'm just going to, we have let a lot of things go over the past two years with the pandemic and people working from home. And that's okay. Some of these things are okay. It's okay for life to be life. It's okay for your kid to walk across the back of your, you know, if you have kids at home, like, and you're in a meeting and a kid walks, you know, walks across the office, that's fine, right? That That's that's a more acceptable thing at this point in time. But, but if you're in a meeting and you're in your bed, just come on, like, let's, let's one step up here. Let's, let's be a little, little bit professional. Let's try not to take meetings from the bed. Second, if you, you want to keep your, your work separate from like places like your bed or your couch, right? That's, that's your outside of work life. Um, you know, if you're, if you start to relate, well, I'm going to sit on the couch and work, then sitting on the couch, you will start to train yourself to only to think about work when you're on the couch. Don't do that. Let the couch be that place where you hang out with your significant other or your kids or your friends and you watch TV and you play games or, or whatever. But, you know, have that, have that be a fun space right? In your bed, your bed's for sleeping. You know, it's, it's, it's for that kind of thing. Like don't make your bed your office. I get that there are times where maybe like it's your refuge for a moment, right? House is going crazy. You need to get something done. You're like, I'm just going to go to the bedroom. Okay. But hopefully you follow me, right? Like don't take meetings from there. You know, try to keep these things separate as much as you can. Um, Third, this is also never a good option to work from your bed or your couch uh, because it's not good for your posture. It can hurt your back. It can hurt your neck. I'm telling you this from somebody who has back and neck problems. Uh, It is very important (laughs) to be able to like sit in a supportive chair uh, so that you don't injure yourself. All right, my fifth, 
um, tip here is, um, you know, working from home can give you that feeling that you're all alone and that you never see people. And I understand that the culture at every company is different, but this next tip is one that I really encourage, and that's to use video during your meetings. I know some people probably just were like, oh, Heather, no, I could never be on video. Let me tell you, as uncomfortable as it may be for you, it's uncomfortable for the people that are on camera when you're not on camera, right? I know that you may feel like um, you're uncomfortable with it or maybe like your background is bad. Listen, you can pick up your background your background, again, this is one of those things, right? Everybody's switched to moving from home or working from home. There are things that have like the level has gone down a little bit on like the expectation. Now, if you ever see me on camera, I have a very curated background because I've been doing this work for six plus years from home. So I have, I have things that I want in my background to make it visually interesting. However, if I didn't, I would just make sure that it's neat, that it's clean, that, you know, my, my undergarments and whatnot aren't laying around in the background. Um, you know, I, it's, it's okay if your background's not perfection. So don't let that be a barrier. And plus a lot of the things, a lot of the systems that we use now to do video conferencing has like a blur background feature. Or like you can, you can make like a, a, like a green screen type thing. Um, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those just because it bothers my eyes for myself. It's distracting for me personally, so I can't use that stuff. But if that's something, if that's an option that you have and you're worried about your background, use one of those. Um, because if you've ever been in a meeting with someone, if it's just like two people and one of you doesn't have your camera on and one of you does, it's super awkward for both people. Um, you know, sometimes, I mean, you run into technical issues and I get that. That happens sometimes. I'm not talking about that. But like just, I don't want to be on camera because I just don't want to be on camera. It's awkward for everybody. It also makes it hard because you can't see each other's expressions. You can't read the body language. And there are times, again, like it, it's not possible for you to be on camera because of bandwidth or the type of meeting that you're in. But any meeting where it is possible, try to use your camera. This helps you make that connection with others. If you were in the office, you would be seeing these people in these meetings face to face. So it shouldn't be different working at home remotely. You should still see them face to face. Um, let's see where I was at in my notes here. <laughs> um, but we're, you know, seeing each other, it helps you make that connection with others. That feeling of being alone will start to lessen if you're making an effort to see people. It's not, it's not always comfortable, I know, but I definitely encourage you to try you know, maybe if it's new for you or maybe if you're struggling with it, you know, just try in those meetings where it's just you and one other person. And then maybe where it's you and the team that you work on and you work your way up to being on camera in those larger meetings or meetings where you don't know, you don't know everybody. 
you know, get your, get in the habit of it. I just encourage you to do it because it does help decrease that feeling of being alone when you're able to see people. Um, and then the next one is please use a headset. It doesn't matter if it's Bluetooth. It doesn't matter if it's a wired headset from five below or from the dollar general or the dollar, dollar 25 tree. Um, if you're in meetings, use a headset, please. It is better for everybody. It limits the echoes. It really helps ensure privacy for the people in the room as well. If you're someone, um, you know, just think about it. You're in a meeting and let's say you're, you're talking to somebody and you share something personal, you know, maybe you're, you are just having a, a general chat, but you share something personal with somebody and you don't know that they're significant other or maybe their child and maybe you shared something you shouldn't share in front of the child is in the room and you didn't have a headset on so what you're what the person just told or what you just told that person the person in the room could hear right so you want to respect the privacy of the people that you're around because you would expect that privacy if you were talking about something but also depending on what you do for work there's some confidentiality around stuff you may do. And so you don't want that, that getting out either. So I encourage you be courteous to others and to yourself and use a headset. Um, because it's just, it sounds better. Uh, number one, quality is so much better if you use a headset. Um, and it just, it, again, it helps that privacy piece. And again, for those people that may be nervous about those virtual meetings, Knowing that people have their headsets on and are listening via headset, <clears throat> it doesn't, um, it, it helps them to know, right, that, that their information isn't going out into the, the world where they don't know where it's going, if that makes any sense. I haven't had coffee yet today, so just something doesn't make sense. I'm just going to blame it on that. All right. Um, working from home has definitely been a blessing for me over the last six years. And at this point, I definitely wouldn't change it. But there are a couple challenges that, uh, that I want to share with you uh, that, that I face in working from home. And the first one is that going outside, this really needs to be a priority. Um, make the point to get out of the house, even if it's just like five or 10 minutes standing on your back porch. I am so terrible at this. I am absolutely horrible at doing this. I've really got to get better about this. Um, get outside, get that fresh air, get that vitamin D. Uh, I know some people right now, it may be like snow on the ground and really cold. I get that. Still try. If you try, if, if you try, I'll try. Cause I gotta get better at this one. Uh, and then the next one is not working too much. That's a challenge. Uh, it's easy to overwork when you work from home. So make sure that you're scheduling your lunch breaks. Make sure that you are planning when you're, when you're going to end your work day. It's important to make that disconnect from work. Um, and I know some roles make this harder. You know, for me, um, previously having managed, you know, teams of people that I needed to be in contact with if they weren't going to come to work, you know, they're texting me or calling me. I get that. Um, that it's harder to step away, but do what you can to set that, that boundary so that you're not overworking. 
Um, you know, find the balance that you can. All right. I know that there's a lot more, uh, but it's time to wrap up this episode. Uh, and tomorrow I'm going to actually talk a little bit more about work-life harmony, uh, work-life balance. Um, but until then, I want you to remember that you are loved, you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.